The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hour two of the Salcedo Show is underway, folks. We'll leave it as an open question today on the program. Do you agree with Trump reversing the Obama-era social engineering experiment with our military uh, now prohibiting transgenders from serving in the U.S. military? Telephone number, if you want to weigh in, is uh, 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. can always jump on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX, at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X, or on Facebook, The Chris Salcedo Show. Let me deal with McCain in greater detail than I did in the first hour. Uh, I, to say that I, I don't feel silly, when, when I offered prayers for John McCain and his family after his diagnosis, I don't regret that. I, I, not, not one iota. Because I did qualify the statement by saying we have had our differences politically. But when it comes to life and death, this is something that, you know, we're going we're gonna to side with wishing, wishing for life and, and empathizing as human beings. I think John McCain behaved as a human being too. This, this compulsion by those of the political left to blame other people for their failure. And that's what John McCain has done. Just like Mitch McConnell before him. These individuals who are so fed up with us watching them. Why can't the folks just tune out? Take a lesson from the basket of biased press. Just tune out. Don't hold our feet to the fire. Listen to what we say. Don't watch what we do. So McCain as he begs for bipartisanship in the Senate that was destroyed by his good friend, Harry Reid, and by those who still remain inside of that deliberative body on the Democrat side, who all teamed up to destroy bipartisanship. John McCain now, that he is part of the majority, is pleading for bipartisanship. Now, remember, it was the Democrats who plunged the dagger into the backs of the likes of John McCain. Remember when there was talk of going nuclear back in 2006, John McCain wrote in with his Democrat buddies and undermined Republicans when they were just thinking about it. Fast forward to, what was it, 2014? When Harry Reid went nuclear on judges, where was John McCain and his infamous gang of 14? Democrats flipped John McCain the bird. Said, screw you, John. I'm not going to undermine my political party the way you did yours. And they didn't. And they went nuclear. I guess the good news is when you fast forward after that, when the Republicans went nuclear on Judge Gorsuch, John McCain had no ammunition. John McCain had been thoroughly debunked, had been thoroughly 
uh, his credibility had been used up. But I'm sure he was behind the scenes trying to beg and plead with Republicans, don't do this, don't hurt my Democrat friends. I wish, he, I wish John McCain had as much passion for helping out his constituents in Arizona and understanding of conservatives that he does for Democrats. I wish he did, but he doesn't. Never has, and I don't think he will. John McCain, instead, in typical Obama fashion, same way Mitch McConnell did, blames people like your humble host, your liberty-loving Latino here, for his failures and the failures of the Republican Party to do some work for a living these last six, seven years. Was it too much to ask after seven years for the Republicans to have a consensus bill ready and raring to go for a Republican president to sign it? Was it too much to ask? What, that, that wasn't enough time, John McCain, for you to come up with a consensus bill, an alternative to Obamacare. What the hell were you doing all this time, John McCain? What work were you doing? You, you, hadn't, you hadn't been very successful at getting money for our troops until Donald Trump came in, troops had been, and our, our military readiness had been completely eroded. What the hell were you doing, John McCain? Oh, I, I'm a loudmouth for asking that. I'm a loudmouth. Because uh, you, you don't understand what we do up here on, uh, on, uh, on Capitol Hill. You don't, you don't get it. You don't understand. Yes, all the power, all the wealth. The six-figure, $174,000 salary, yeah. Really tough. Tough life you got up there. Press fawning all over you as you were the favorite Republican of the biased press. Tough life, John McCain. I mean, why would you want to devote any work, sir, to the large lurch towards socialism that we took on Obamacare. All the underpinnings of socialism are there. Sending us toward a single-payer system. Where was the maverick John McCain? <laughs> he was too busy seeing the other side's point of view and decrying conservatives as, what was the word he used? Oh, yes, wacko birds. John McCain, before you start decrying people like me as loudmouths, you might want to look in the mirror, jackass. Stop listening to the bombastic loudmouths on the radio and television and the internet. Isn't his own daughter a political pundit on Fox News, on television? Just asking. Stop listening to the bombastic loudmouths on the radio and television and the internet. To hell with them. To hell with them. This is how a sitting senator regards fellow citizens with whom he politically disagrees. Now, when I say to hell with his Democrat friends on Capitol Hill, oh, I'm a loudmouth. When John McCain says to hell with me, oh, Respected Senator, triumphant return. Golf claps all around. Screw you, John McCain. Screw you.
you can't put your failures on me, on Glenn, on Rush, on anybody. You own those, sir. Your political indecision, your inability to either understand or articulate free enterprise, liberty, freedom, a world where government isn't involved in every drop and tittle of our lives. A limited government of, by, and for the people. These concepts seem foreign to you, John McCain. All I heard in your floor speech yesterday was a bunch of platitudes about Republicans caving into Democrats after Democrats had not shown the same bipartisanship over the last eight years. In my mind, sir, it makes you weak. There's, there's one thing to, to say, well, I'm going to turn the other cheek, but the Democrats have slapped you, stabbed you, kicked you. When you were running for president, they bashed you. And then you still come, you still have harsher words for the conservative movement, for Republicans, for your own side, than you do for those individuals who treated you so shabbily. McCain wasn't dud. They don't want anything done for the public good. Our incapacity is their livelihood. Your incapacity, sir, is your own doing, sir. Your incapacity is a result of weak character. Your incapacity is a result of weak knowledge. Your incapacity, sir, is a result of a, a misunderstanding of the founding of this nation and what we are supposed to be. We were not founded, John McCain, to be a socialist country. We were not founded to be at the service of government. The reason why you're having such a difficult time is that, you know what, imposing socialism in an American system really is tough. The reason why you're having such a difficult time, Senator McCain, is that every single time there has been a time to fight, in your time in the Senate, you've been MIA, sir. You honor this country when you wore the uniform, and you have been an utter disgrace as a United States Senator. <laughs> Blaming us. Blaming us for your failures. Loudmouth, sir? How many times has that been used to describe you in the United States Senate? I'm going to think a little bit more on this. I, I will wrap this up, other side of the break. It's Chris Salcedo's show here on The Blaze. You are listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network.
Chris Salcedo. Stop listening to the bombastic loudmouths on the radio and television and the internet. To hell with them. Stop listening to us, eh, John McCain? Those of us who inform the American people about the National Security Agency and the FBI, they violated specific civil liberty protections during the Obama administration. They improperly searched and disseminated raw intelligence on American citizens. The very American citizens, John McCain, you are charged with protecting. Where the hell were you? Where were you, John McCain, when the previous administration was systematically violating our rights? Oh, stop listening to us. Oh, we should listen to you? You have the, you have the temerity to call us loudmouths? You blowhard? What? St- calling us loudmouths in service to what? To your Democrat friends? We talk about things that you have abandoned, sir. Chief among them, the people of the United States. Our civil liberties violated by the the man you laid down for in 2008. The man you couldn't save us from in 2008, saying he was a good man. Oh, excellent judge of character you are, Senator McCain. The memos reviewed by The Hill were publicly released on July 11th through Freedom of Information Act litigation by the American Civil Liberties Union. They detail specific violations that the NSA or FBI disclosed to Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court or the Justice Department's National Security Division during the President Obama's tenure between 2009 and 2016. This on top of the FISA court's admonition that resident Obama and his cronies violated our civil rights for years. And where the hell was John McCain? He was too busy making uh, making his friends <laughs> I'm too busy making my friends happy over here on the democrat side. <laughs> Congratulations Mr. McCain. We are the ones sir who do what you do not. Apparently. Look out for that forgotten group we the people. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but I might as well. You, d- did you guys hear this dust up between Blake Farenthold and Susan Collins? Now, those of you who don't know who Blake Farenthold is, he's a, he is a uh, congressman in Texas. I believe he's in Texas. Uh, Blake Farenthold. Let me see where he is. Yeah. Anyway, Blake Farenthold was describing... Susan Collins, this uh, this woman who is not a conservative, this woman who uh, doesn't believe in limited government or doesn't share conservative values of limited government, of liberty, freedom, uh, uh, apparently because of the way she votes. Choosing to side with... She, she's fighting to preserve Obamacare, ladies and gentlemen. She fights to preserve this 
this gateway to single payer. Anyway, Blake Farenthold had, what did he tweet this? If it was a guy from South Texas, he wrote about Susan Collins, I might ask him to step outside and settle this Aaron Burr style. And that was referring, referring to the uh, Aaron Burr-Alexander Hamilton duel. <clears throat> well, the, the left wing, you know, Susan Collins supporters, the left wing, they went crazy over this. Oh, misogynist attacking a poor woman, Senator Collins. She's as pure as the wind-driven snow. And, blah, blah, blah. and so they came down on Blake Farenthold. And that was the call of the day for a good couple of days. Then, as Carlos Garcia in The Blaze writes, an open mic led us into the, uh, the personality of Susan Collins, who, who wasn't uh, uh, apparently this pure-as-the-wind-driven-snow public servant. Turns out she's every bit the viper her Democrat friends are. She was uh, chortling things up. She was chortling with uh, one of her good, close ideological friends, Senator Jack Reed, a Democrat from, from Rhode Island. And she said, uh, which, by the way, Jack Reed said, hey, did you see the one who challenged me to a duel? Colin said to Senator Jack Reed. I know. Trust me, he responded. You know why he challenged you to a duel? Because he could you, because you could beat the blank out of him. And and these two liberal progressives start laughing together. Uh, Senator Susan Collins from Maine and Senator Jack Reed from Rhode Island. One is a Republican, one is a Democrat, but both are progressives who believe in the all-powerful government lording over your life. Anyway, so this pure and innocent woman who was so viciously attacked by this mean Blake Farenthold Republican in Texas. She went on to say, uh, remember, Jack Reed says, because he could beat the blank out of you, or, 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 sorry, because you could beat the blank out of him. She says, yeah, with a stick, laughing, quote, what a fat guy. He's huge. He's so unattractive. It's unbelievable, Collins said. Did you see the picture of him in his pajamas next to this bunny, this Playboy bunny? So Susan Collins, far from the innocent wallflower, uh, <laughs> turns out to be every bit the pit viper that we all suspect she is. And can you imagine if Blake Farenthold had made fun of her weight or made fun of her looks? What a double standard. Why is it that Susan Collins can fat shame somebody or make fun of somebody's looks without any ramifications? Congressman Randy Weber up next, folks. Russia collusion. We found it on The Chris Salcedo Show. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. Thirty-three ninety-three. The Chris Salcedo Show. Let's get to our next guest. 
Congressman Randy Weber joining me now. He represents the 14th District here in the great state of Texas. Weber currently holds a key leadership role in the Science, Space, and Technology Committee, serving as the chairman of the Energy Subcommittee. He's also a member of the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Congressman, great to have you back on the Chris Salcedo Show. Thank you, Chris. Great to be here. Let's first off talk about... Uh, the, the, the timely stuff before we get you uh, on to talk about what we, we, we really wanted to talk to you about, which is what you've discovered along with one of your colleagues, I believe it was Lamar Alexander, about Russian money flowing into the United States. This current debate going on up in the Senate, as, as a Republican here from Texas, uh, what do you want to see the Senate send over to conference with the House bill? What do you want to see? Well, I'm I'm pretty purist, Chris. And by the way, it's Lamar Smith from San Antonio uh, that ah. we've got the letter on the Russian fracking in, involvement. Got it. Uh, but um, I, I'm pretty purist. I would love to see a clean repeal bill. Okay, uh, go back to pure market-driven, uh, patient-centered, doctor-supported, market-driven healthcare like we had before Obamacare kicked in. Now, having said that, I recognize that that's not going to be what we get out of the Senate. Uh, what I want out of the Senate is basically what the Freedom Caucus, which I'm a member, held out for, and that is we want as many of the taxes, if not all of them, repealed. We want all of the mandates, employer mandate, individual mandate, and what's called the EHBs, essential health benefits, repealed, that tells people what kind of plan they have to buy. I'd love to get pure, pure market-driven plans back. Having said that, we recognize that there are uh, forces here in, in the country and in Congress and in the insurance industry amongst the people that want 26-year-olds to be able to stay on their parents' uh, insurance policy that want pre-existing conditions covered. Uh, now, one of the, by the way, one of the things, Chris, I wanted was to give us absolute much power back to the states to decide what kind of health care plans yeah. they just it could sell in the state. So well, uh, that, that's what I want, but now will I get it? Don't hold your breath. You're right. And you know what? You've outlined something that's, it's, that's coming to light. I think uh, Rush Limbaugh had talked about this, and, and as we discover more of who's paying who and who's lobbying most and who has the most money, it, it turns out that what, what the people I call the traitorous insurance companies, because they abandoned free enterprise, they abandoned American capitalism when they joined Obama to force us to buy their product. I'll, I'll never forgive them for it. The, these, peop, these people are actually the, the architects of, you know, we, we thought that they were actually American companies, that they actually had um, uh, American values in them, but they don't want to compete. They, they, they are the ones, the architects of putting up these dividing lines so that, th that they are uh, only uh, able to have certain rules in certain states, and that drives up the cost of their products. They don't want to compete. They're crony capitalists, and, and in my view, sir, they, they are working against the best interest of the American people. Do I have it right? Well, I think there's a great argument to be made about they do not want free market. They, and In fact, Chris, one of the things I have said for a long time, and I've raised eyebrows by saying it, of course, this is my fifth year in Congress. I said, you know, if you think about it, Obamacare has worked in this fashion. It has changed the diet. And everybody raises their eyebrows on the Republican side, and especially when I'm with my cons conservative buds. Because if you think about it, it has changed the dialogue from not, you know, does the health, does the government need to be an insurance, health insurance business at all? Right. Now, it, now it's to what extent does the government need to be in the health care business? So the free market, 
uh, prospect that you and I would, uh, you know, the principle that you and I would love to live by, want to live by, and hope for the rest of the country and hope for all of industry, is out the window because uh, Obamacare has established the fact that there's going to be involvement. You know, Hillary Clinton is in is uh, in the process of getting her way. She wanted a single payer system in 1994, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and now there's talk about, you know, well. Uh, I think Obamacare was designed basically to break the system so that someday, you know, representatives and senators would be worn down and they would simply vote to say, okay, okay, well, let's let the government take it over and run it and establish exactly what you said, a non-free market system. It's appalling. It is. Uh, Randy Weber is our guest right now, folks, 14th District in the great state of Texas. Let's get on to uh, what you and Lamar Smith have discovered about a money trail from Vladimir Putin in Russia to certain groups here in the United States, and it directly impacts the state of Texas as a major energy producer and all other energy producing states, let's be fair, sure. that Russia is funding these anti-energy groups out there, the, these left-wing, liberal, progressive, green groups. Tell us what you found. Well, you're exactly right. Chairman Lamar Smith from San Antonio and uh, as the chairman of the full science, space, and technology committee, myself as chairman of the subcommittee on energy, wrote a letter to Secretary Mnuchin uh, that lays out the outline of how Russian companies uh, have been sending money to uh, the island of Bermuda. There's some laundering groups there. Um, these, this is a shell company, if you will, that takes this money from ostensibly people who sit on their boards who all have ties to Russian energy groups, interestingly enough. And what they do is they funnel it to a group called um, C-Grain, uh, C-Change over here in the United States, who in turn funnels it to groups like uh, you're talking about, uh, or you could go down the list for that matter, uh, any number of them. Um, and they actually come out against fracking. Their goal, Chris, is to def- is to defer any ability for American companies to produce oil and, and gas because they want the and then uh, you know we would want it sold to Eastern Europe and the countries over there. Russians don't want that. It's ironic, Chris, that the Democrats are all concerned that the Russians tried to hack into our system during the election because we have proof solid that they've been funding uh, some of these uh, groups to to argue against fracking permits through the EPA and all these things, trying to suppress the U.S. energy company. Now, never mind that Hillary Clinton, you know, sold off, you know, approved off 20% of our nation's uranium uranium to Russian companies. That's not collusion, you know. And they got got millions, hundreds of millions of dollars in their bank account and their foundation shortly thereafter by, incidentally, coincidentally, Chris, the very people who sit on some of those boards of those Russian companies. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Well, I know, and, and, and what's, what's surprising to me, I'm saying with tongue firmly planted in cheek, that the, the press that has been so dedicated to finding Russia collusion, well, here it is. Russia is colluding with left-wing groups in the United States, actually funding them to basically quell uh, U.S. energy production with the goal of rising, uh, raising the prices of Russia energy, number one, so they can fund their their 
whatever it is they do over in Russia, their their inhuman activities across the board. Also, also, so they can keep their boot on the throat of Eastern Europe, which is uh, who their biggest client is for energy right now, and they can they can use it as a bludgeon to get their way with the former Soviet republics. Yes. Well, that, that's absolutely correct. The Transportation Infrastructure Committee went over to, to Europe back in March, which I'm a member, and we met with Polish. Uh, we went to Poland and to Latvia, and we stood there with American generals, a tank outfit, uh, about the Russian counterparts across the line. We talked to Polish generals. We talked to the Polish peoples and diplomats, Chamber of Commerce people, and they're absolutely concerned on two fronts, actually. One, that Putin wants to control them and their economy by shutting down the gas pipeline. <clears throat> and guess what? He does it in the wintertime, you know, when it's minus, you know, whatever, zero degrees. And they're also concerned that Russia will eventually invade, believe it or not, Eastern Europe. So Putin yeah. is a dictator. He's, he's And even Hillary Clinton, Chris, by the way, uh, with some WikiLeaks that came out in the email, and some of her comments to the Wall Street bankers literally said that Russians were doing that. Uh, former Secretary General of the United Nations literally said that Russians were trying to suppress the gas market, oil and gas market over here, so that they could maintain their supremacy there in Russia and Eastern Europe. I mean, he's got a death grip on Eastern Europe. We would love to get American energy independent. We would love to be able to sell into those markets. Everybody wins. And right. yet the Russians have the Russians have been colluding to suppress this for a long time. Clinton knew it. Hillary Clinton knew it. She she uh, alluded to it in her speeches. Uh, former Secretary of the UN, uh, Secretary General of the UN knew it. He he stated it. We know it. We've got the money trail. Uh, so we want Secretary Mnuchin of the Treasury Department to go ahead in there and let's do. They've got they have the tools to go in there and follow this money trail and decide if these guys, quite frankly, are foreign agents because there's a federal law. Yeah, no, I hear you. Cong Congressman, I'm up, I'm up against the clock here. You know what? And I'm hoping that ABC, NBC, and CBS, because they're so desirous to find evidence of Russian collusion, that I'm yep. sure they're, they're about ready to knock on your office door, sir. I'll, I'll bet you it's going to happen any day now. Congressman Randy Weber, everybody, represents the 14th District in the great state of Texas, sir. Appreciate the time, as always, here on the Salcedo Show. Yeah, thank you, Chris. You're the best. All right, coming up, we will uh, get into, well, uh, it seems to be a practice that Democrats, I guess they go to Democrat school to learn how to do this. When you don't want to leave any evidence behind, you start smashing stuff, you know, like hard drives and cell phones. I'll be back in a minute. Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. The Chris Salcedo Show. On The Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. This has been a difficult week for the media because I forced them to travel with us all around the country and spend time with tens of thousands of proud Americans who believe in defending our values, our culture, our borders, our civilization, and our great American way of life. Everyone 
in this arena is united, united by their love for this country and their loyalty to one another, their loyalty to its people. Donald Trump in Ohio yesterday, barn burner of a speech, and I probably would have spent most of the show talking about that if I hadn't spent uh, the first half talking about, well, uh, the tweet today. This president has an uncanny ability to step on his own message. And with his tweet about uh, transgender serving in the military, well, we didn't get a chance to talk about all the good things that happened at this Trump rally. One of the notable things that did happen was a, uh, a devout member of the opposite party, a devoted Democrat in Ohio, who had been featured by Fox News, his name was Gino, Gino the Democrat. Trump gets a hold of him, invites him to share the stage in Ohio with him. And this, can you remember a, a sitting president ever doing something like this, turning over the microphone to just a, not only a, 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 an average citizen, but an average citizen of the other party who voted for him? Listen to this. You know, anybody who knows me, Friends of mine, people who love me, it's worse for them. But they know how it's been since President Trump started running for the, with the election. How much I supported this guy, how much I love this guy. I said, this guy's got something. He's the real deal. Everybody else, everybody else came and they says, oh, we're gonna fight for you. We're fighting for you. Well, this, this is Youngstown, Mr. President. Yeah. Now, what does that sound like? Doesn't this sound like what Chuck Toomer wanted to react to yesterday? Democrats just like Gino here. Who had said, you know, your devotion to black lives matter and their violence and their hatred of cops and whites, your devotion to radical Islam, your devotion to... uh trans fake transgender issues doesn't put food on my plate doesn't get me a job doesn't doesn't secure the border doesn't secure my community but the democrats were focusing on other stuff and democrats in flyover country said our party's abandoned us our party is dedicated to getting people hooked on social programs rather than getting people back to work. That's what the Democrat Party stands for today. So here comes Gino saying, this, this guy, this guy right here, he's the real deal. And that's the, the typical Democrat voter who had left the Democrat Party or the Democrat Party had left them. And I, I just think it's just notable. And Chuck Toomer is trying to get Gino back. But Chuck Toomer's words are ringing hollow, not to mention the fact that he's just come up with solving all of his image problems by proposing more socialism, more left-wing extremism. Lastly, there was a guy who was arrested yesterday, well, on, on bank fraud, but I have a feeling it's going to expand to a lot more than that. He was the IT guy for Debbie Washerman Schultz and the DNC. His name was Imran Awan. And he was caught trying to flee the country at Dulles International Airport. Perfectly innocent, I'm sure, because he's a Democrat. Uh, Dana Lash writing over on, um, on The Blaze. 
Last February, an information technology administrator working for Democrat Debbie Wasserman Schultz, Pakistani-born Imran Awan, banned from the Congressional net, uh, Network as part of an ongoing criminal criminal investigation. Turns out the FBI seized some hard drives at uh, old Imran Awan's house. Turns out these hard drives were smashed to pieces. Uh, of course, uh, an act of an innocent man, because we know this is what Hillary Clinton did to all of her cell phones. And she was completely innocent, too, you know. <laughs> what, do these Democrats take classes in smashing evidence? Is, is that what they do? Remember, everybody, society's worth not measured by how much power is seized by government, but rather how much power is reserved. For we the people have a grand day Thursday tomorrow. Back here. The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.